Wardcast episode 255. Go! Go! I'm Dylan Vento, and I am joined by Alex Damrath. Hello, everyone. It's me, your pal. It's you! <laughs> Uh, right before we started recording, we were uh, uncovering some forbidden Pac-Man knowledge. Turns out Pac-Man is a monster. Well. At least in Pac-Man 2. In Pac-Man 2, he is, he is, he is a dilettante of some, of some sort. It, this this <laughs> was a Genesis-only game, I think. Really? Yeah. Where did where, where this, where this fine piece of software come out? And and it's the map that gave him a a, a level in a, yes. a, a smash. It's where the fire it? hydrant comes from because there are <laughs> right. fire hydrants in the in the town he walks through. Fire hydrants feature prominently in the Pac-Man universe. Uh, Super Nintendo and Genesis. Okay, fire hydrants are to Pac-Man as pipes are to Mario. Right, I exactly. I think his I think his his the fire hydrant can be used to great effect in. And Smash Brothers, um, but we brought this up because apparently Bandai Namco is going to be at E3. Yes, are they, they have are, just announced this. Are they going to have a presser? Or are they just going to? Uh, I did not read that far into it. I just saw. Oh, hey, they've announced they're going to be a part of E3. What do um, they? What could they possibly have to announce though? Um, I mean, they do work on a lot of other studios games. Like, I don't think they're going to announce a new FromSoft title or a current FromSoft title. That's haven't they worked on Dark Souls in the past? Well, that's it's funny you bring that up because the uh, this headline from PC Games N says Bandai Namco is headed to E3. Elden Ring fans dare to dream. Ah, uh, yeah. So there's there's that possibility. <laughs> so do they pub- do they publish the FromSoft games? I'm I'm not clear on I the lineage think here. Maybe let's. Uh, uh, hey, yeah, that's what it says. It says it says Bandai Namco is publishing. Elden Ring. There you go. Because Sony sometimes publishes their games, right? Because like, isn't that the whole thing with like Demon Souls being Demon Souls Sony exclusive? Yeah. Um, as far as the remake goes, it also makes sense just because that's Blue Point, and they yeah. are big Sony boys. Big Sony boys. Sony's boys. Sony's boys. Um, uh, cool. I mean, it's also kind of a secret not really but sort of that it's not really a secret um that they i mean they're they're the ones who basically created smash 4 right yeah Uh, like i know they they (laughs) do a lot of development work for and apparently they were going to be the ones that were going to do metroid prime 4 and then they scrapped it and gave it back to retro i believe that's how it went right that is how that went which good (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean what else is retro working on are they gonna make donkey another kong games donkey kong yeah yeah it also says reading some of these headlines says that activision sega have said that they're going to e3 as well so hmm. i guess we'll see i guess e3 is happening activision news is always starting to worry me lately every time their name comes up <laughs> oh it yeah like- why because your boy jeff jeff kaplan my just boy jeff just flew the coop <laughs> Yeah, I think that's not a great sign. I don't know. 
I'll, I'll wait until the game comes out and speaks for itself. I understand Jeff. Um, the story is that he figured prominently in the talks that kept Overwatch a uh, uh, not free to play thing. Um, in okay. that, like, like over, like Jeff was the one who was like, it has to be like pay once and then maybe more microtransactions for cosmetics but nothing else um and evidently activision really wanted it to be like pay for every hero kind interesting of kind of a dota or uh, a league model right um hmm. so that does create some worry that jeff left and there's even like some some people are, are going like really into this and are being like, look, his his, his statement's like only a small paragraph and he didn't capitalize anything. <laughs> yeah, if you take like, the like, first letter from each sentence and stitch it together, it says, <laughs> "Help me, please." They're ruining Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't want to take it that far, but I don't think it's a good sign. Um, but I will I will have to wait and see until Overwatch Two comes out to be absolutely sure. It's it's disheartening because, um. You know, we we talk about Marvel movies enough on here that I think I can make this comparison. He was like the Kevin Feige of that game, just like a a, a well known face that that really gave you comfort and confidence in its creative direction. Uh, and, and he was creative director. Was that his role? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, he was. I think he was director director. Um, okay. So they yeah, they, they had that as distinct. Okay. Yeah. Um. Th- what. Do you remember much from his statement? I haven't read it. Do you know what, like, was he just, like, being very, like, thank you? It was, like, it's been an yeah, honor. It was, it was platitude, a very generic. Platitude. It was very generic, very short. Thank you, everyone, for this opportunity. Uh, and we'll see where life takes me next kind of and thing. And I'm out. I think, if, yeah. I think if he ends up at another studio and, like, starts working on a, a new FPS, I think that tells you all you need to know. Like, if it's, like... Right. I think that shows that he left... Uh, not on bad terms, but he left because he wasn't happy with the direction. Um, if he leaves and maybe go, goes and does something else, I think maybe he just wanted a a creative change, something new to work on. Um, right. I'm I'm kind of curious if he goes and starts working at Mike Morheim's new company, Dreamhaven. That's that's what a lot of people were like suggesting. It was like, is he going to Dreamhaven? <laughs> i mean like Dreamhaven's kind of becoming like the new blizzard in the sense that like they're kind of like kind of causing that brain drain over at anaheim just like hey it's like if you're unhappy with the way blizzard's going just come over here and we'll do our own thing if you don't like current blizzard just wait till you see new blizzard ah all that same blizzard taste in a new blizzard bottle that's right um yeah i'm curious i'm curious this uh, you know, we're still not out of the woods yet in terms of COVID. So it's like weird to like think about things happening in in the near to middle future mm-hmm. in terms of like games announcements and stuff. Because like E3 is happening this year. It's like, all right, but it's not really happening. Like it's happening in the <laughs> sense that it's like, yeah, I'm going to be able to turn on my computer and watch some people attempt to make some announcements in front of a bad green screen but in all fairness that was what e3 was <laughs> for me yeah I <laughs> for mean, most people yeah for years. i mean th- but th- <laughs> there was there's th- the physicality lent to the spectacle right like it lent to yeah. it it being have kind of a a presence like a time and place kind of thing whereas now it's you know i keep watching they had that most recent apple event and 
in terms of like production value is probably the best one so far because the previous ones just kind of look kind of bad because they had like this weird like fisheye lens that they would use and it was like obviously like they were standing in like a a blue screen room and it's just kind of tim cook talking into a void and now they're getting a little better because they have like tracking shots of him like walking around the campus or whatever so i'm curious mm-hmm. what what an e3 online only production will will look like what do you think the uh devolver digital I don't know, man. It's gonna be as funny as it is every year. Uh, you're too. You're no fun. I you're would. Great. I. I think I, <laughs> I. I. I like the demo land expo thing or the Devolver Land expo. That was great. I would. I would like to see one of those. What I really miss. I wish I. I uh, paid more attention to this when it happened. There was one like kind of like indie game focused expo last year where they made like a browser like exploration like they made like a a virtualized like uh uh expo floor yeah that you could like create an avatar and walk around and every person uh every developer that like bought virtual space virtual booth space could like customize their own booth and like how it looked and everything and they had like all these these tools to do it and it was kind of like it looked like a uh i don't know what's that really popular browser uh, maple story it was like kind of like a maple oh, story yeah. kind of thing not in that art style but in that like isometric you're gonna click and walk around and, and interact with stuff um and i want to see more of that like i want to see more like kind of experimental fun stuff it's like okay we can't bring you to a pax or a e3 or whatever but like let's give you that sense of place still instead of you, you, you want to like, see more like the uh the crows developer conference. the crows developer conference is really what i needed uh in my in my life it really kind of filled the void that gdc left i cannot claim to understand that void but i can't say crow's developer conference filled something it's i will say there it it's pretty it's pretty accurate to the gdc experience Like obviously, like it's kind of farcical, but like it's 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 kind of good. So if you, if you get out of bounds, you get hit by a car, like that kind of thing. Well, I mean, yeah, in San Francisco, definitely. Like, right. if, yeah, it's, it's how that works. Yeah, I've had to run from Russian Hill down to like, uh, you know, Market where the GDC run started, and yeah, there are several times where it's like, yeah, these San Francisco drivers, they might. They might they just might flatten just me kill out. You. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you ever play the previous version of this? Because apparently, like, they used to have like something before this, like, because the website it's on is called the Club Zone, and I think they used to have like something like this. They just reskinned it to look like GDC. I might have. Okay. I'm suddenly like flashing back a little bit maybe i don't want to say yes because maybe okay. i didn't but it sounds very familiar but it's it would be in that style it's like a first person like right with browser the 2d expert <laughs> yes yeah if you <laughs> everything is like 2d sprites uh materials in the oh, what world. i might be thinking of is a sock pop made something very similar mm, yeah that sound that sounds right for them sock pop gold tier sponsors of the crows developer conference that's right um 
But yeah, no, it, it was funny. It's funny how accurate it is. Like you, like you start the 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 thing. So you open up your browser. You go to the club dot, dot zone. I assume it's it's still running. Um, mm-hmm. and it spawns you. It gives you a random name. So I think mine was like AAA X veteran, AAA studio veteran, or something. What was right. yours? Uh, I was a Sony develop a uh, uh, so- Sony executive representative or something like that yeah yeah it was like a lot of reps it was like a facebook rep i was a higher up at sony for like an hour guys that's that's (laughs) impressive it's a big deal (laughs) should have caught me on the cdc show floor (laughs) but you spawn in the park so you like spawn in your babuena Mm -hmm. and you can walk into moscone or their fake moscone and it's like so like even the audio design is really good because like once you walk into their fake moscone like you just hear this droning buzz of like people talking in the background (laughs) and they have like a whole uh like interaction you have like this text window that you can open up and it and you you can't fully hand type yourself but you can like pick like pre pre-written like text options and and it'll uh, your character will bark them out with like a speech bubble and other players will see them and there are like a lot of people playing this game when i was playing it it was like probably like Mm -hmm. dozens if not uh hundreds um and like you could say things like wow the real cdc is in the park which is something (laughs) which is i think people say at gdc it's really good (laughs) i I came up to this one guy and we were just like kind of like talking back and forth and then he eventually went like so like why are you here and i go oh i'm looking for a publisher for my indie game and then he immediately went oh well and then just turned around and walked away (laughs) it's it's really fucking funny it's it man perfect way to while away at afternoon yeah yeah i just i man i i I felt it i've like i said never been to a gdc but like the vibe from that is is already similar enough to like a pax or or any number of other development conferences or game expos that we've been to um that yeah like like i could i could tell i could tell it was mm-hmm. good what's nice about gdc is like obviously it's it's developer focused it's industry focused so it's mm-hmm. like and you know the fucking games industry basically takes over san francisco for a week right. so like, you can just run into someone somewhere and just it, you you already have something in common with everyone so it's just so easy to just like start a conversation be like what do you do it's like oh i work you know i'm a narrative you know i'm a writer at xyz company what do you do i was like oh i'm an indie dev what do you do i was like, i work in marketing and you can have these exchanges like i randomly went to like there's a really good barcade like kind of like a little ways away from like downtown san francisco where everything is happening um that i've been to like a couple times in my multiple times at gdc last time i was there i randomly ran to this woman who worked in like the uh uh it was kind of like the experience design slash play testing studio at i think ubisoft i want to say it was like quebec or montreal or toronto mm-hmm. uh one of the canadian ubisoft studios and we were just like talking back and forth like what it's like to like you know have this like ability to play test games constantly and get feedback like really really easily and it you could just have such and it's just such a level playing field it's like no one's like looking down their nose at you um unless you're you know a a sony rep apparently (laughs) or microsoft rep um at the cdc but yeah no it's 
it was pretty funny how much that that little web experience just perfectly encapsulated like what it's like to go to <laughs> there, there, did you go into the the lecture hall? I did. I yeah. caught a couple lectures. Uh, some old woman doing like a like an or like a, a cartoony old woman voice yelling about respect <laughs> was one of the ones that I stayed for. That yeah, was I, pretty I think, good. I think I walked in at the tail end of like an audio design one, and it was like just a guy kind of joining. I was like, yeah. So I just wanted to. So you just pick a just pick a sound, just pick something random from your from your house and use that. Then here's my alarm clock, and then like a generic alarm clock sound effect plays. So it's like, and now <laughs> we can take that sound and put it into our game. And yeah, it's it's really good. It made me miss GDC. <laughs> Oh, I, <laughs> uh, uh, well but at least uh, good news there is that gdc keeps letting me repurpose my ticket that i bought for gdc 2020 <laughs> every year i keep getting the email it's like hey yeah gdc's not come happening back again. eventually yeah do you want to <laughs> do you want to exchange your gdc 2021 ticket for gdc 2022 i was like i guess so gdc i guess so uh anything else happening Alex, any news? There, there's some news. There's um, definitely some news. It's always news. Uh, um, so Epic, you can, yeah, you can download the Itch Store on Epic now. Right, that's the thing. It's interesting. I guess I like how how worried everyone I talked to about it got for a second. Like, oh God, is Epic buying Itch? And I'm like, no, 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 no. They're just letting you download it from their storefront. It's a storefront within a storefront. Yeah, that's it's what um, people wanted. Hey, did you right. think having two storefronts was too much? What if the second storefront also had a storefront within it? <laughs> what What about that? What about it? I I, I don't know. It's it's fine. It's yeah. not wowing me. It, it's no. it's kind of interesting. Um, I like how uh, uh, Callum Underwood immediately went, uh, okay, now put Epic on itch. And, and then they did. It's yeah. like Tim, timsweeney.itch.io has, has the Epic Game Store available for download from there right now. Oh, is that real? <laughs> I thought that was a joke. I, thought, like, I think someone... that was real. <laughs> oh, no. Now I, I got to go to this. Uh... Am I spelling Tim Sweeney's name right? I don't know. T I M. Oh, there's a there's a there's three E's. Tim, what the fuck? No, this is fake. This is fake. Ah, I am a fake Tim Sweeney, not the not the real Tim Sweeney. O C, do not steal. <laughs> and then he has some... a Fortnite banner that says <laughs> unionize. unionize. That's pretty good. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. No, I think I think they did attempt to do Oh no, it was I think at one point uh Leaf tried to get the itch store on to Steam uh ah. through like the uh uh early access or Steam Greenlight when Steam Greenlight was still a thing. And Steam probably wasn't a fan of that. Probably not. Probably not. If, if I know Steam. And that's the real thing, right? Is that this seems more like a hearts and minds kind of thing. More, yeah. so, more so than anything else like it's it seems like a i was talking to a dev friend about this and it seems more like a a the latest kind of salvo in the epic versus apple fight where it's like hey we can put alternative storefronts on our store slash platform why can't mm-hmm. you 
why can't we just get all the money for our V-Bucks instead of having to give any to you, Tim Cook? Look how this, gracious we are. You know, and I get it. The situation where no one's a winner. Yeah. Um <laughs> and I and I don't I don't I don't know if I don't know if Itch is gonna see much return from this. I mean it's nice. I mean, do it, yeah, because why not? But it's not like you know, it's not like people are gonna start flooding to to itch and downloading everyone's, you know, game jam games or whatever. Yeah. So it's cool. I would like, you know, if if I would I, I mean I know I know people wouldn't want to see itch be acquired but like if there was like a itch epic partnership where it was more turnkey where it's like hey if you upload a your game to itch it automatically like gets populated to like some maybe like you have like some weird like experimental segment of the the epic game store but that's obviously a way bigger ask than just simply letting the itch app be downloadable right on on epic but yeah that's cool i guess uh apparently epic's also burning through money uh having all these free games on their on their platform that doesn't surprise me very much no and it also doesn't seem like a huge uh i mean it seems like a a a a reasonable thing to do to garner goodwill slash uh market share right like i think people are like kind of trying to spell or they're they're reading it from another court filing from the epic apple lawsuit and i think apple is trying to leverage that fact to make it spell doom and gloom for epic that they're like oh they're burning through so much money it's like they can't possibly sustain themselves any longer on this so it's like like they make Fortnite, like (laughs) they're just they're making money hand over fist like even if they're like running the epic game store at a loss currently it's like it's not it's not gonna be a loss forever it reminds me of those dude bros that I used to run into every so once in a while back when I was a wee lad. Uh, <laughs> talk about how Nintendo's going under. Uh, uh, Nintendo, all all their latest games suck. Yeah. You know, My uncle that used to, used to work blue. at Nintendo now works at Sega, and he told me... Yeah, that. like like yeah, you know, yeah. They're 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 gonna fail. They're gonna collapse like really soon. It's you know they're 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 so broken. And then you like sort of turn your head a little bit and see like the articles about you know, Nintendo has enough capital to run at a loss for like eighty years. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh okay, sure yeah they're they're going under, dude. <laughs> yeah, I definitely I'm 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 waiting for the uh, where the equilibrium point is though for like epics kind of position in that market like how yeah. like what is what is the maximum potential market share for epic is it is it a hundred percent is it like will they peter out and like only have like a third of the market share and they'll always be like second second place to to steam or i'm curious i'm curious it seems like they you know every day they seems to be making more and more headway with all their exclusives and whatnot i i i bet it's a really high number I bet, I bet, I bet you're right. <laughs> um, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> well, that's fair. Is there anything else on the storefront of things? On the storefront, warfront. I mean, Google changed their share percent, their rev share percentage. Microsoft's apparently building a new app store to. <laughs> apparently, the universal Windows platform is is going the way of the dodo. I what? I, shock yeah, yeah. I, I gasp <laughs> i could have never have guessed that 
Well, maybe that's maybe that's a a misnomer on my part. Like, I mean, it definitely they're opening, they're making a new store that will be opened up to more than just UWP apps, right? Um, apparently, the new store will be a UWP app, but it will possibly work with uh other regular old .exes. Yeah. Um, man, remember when the Windows Store, the only game that was ever marketed on there was skulls of the shogun because that was like one of three universal windows platform games i vaguely do i think i had an early surface and that was like one of the the big things that would pop up whenever you went to that store app so for some godforsaken reason you needed to go in that store app (laughs) so when i install stuff for like the xbox app on my pc Mm-hmm. For for Game Pass, it still ins- it still routes the installation through the Windows Store, right? App. So is there like a UWP wrapper around all these games? I am not the right person to ask, but I think that's a safe assumption. Okay, it but- sort of explains why a lot of them run like ass. <laughs> for the for the uh, eight times I've had to reinstall the Halo Master Chief Collection, yeah, and like the the seven times I had to install F- uh, Fantasy Star Online too, yeah, which not worth it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, when's the last time you you, you touched PSO two? Oh gosh, I don't know. Are you gonna go back for New Genesis? I, I actually might. That looks kind of interesting. Um, I'm gonna Sucker. see if that change. I'm gonna see if that fixes anything I didn't like, uh, and and if so, maybe I'll maybe I'll enjoy it. Um, speaking of awkward online Japanese developed video games, Alex, yeah, you uh you had me play some Monster Hunter Rise. Yep, we uh, did. Played the demo version two. Two. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we we we, we, uh, we pulled you aside and mm-hmm. said, "Hey, buddy, if you don't try this with some friends, we're gonna break your legs." And uh, I was like, yeah. Yeah, oh, "Okay, Mister Damrath, I'll play the <laughs> video game." And uh, and you did, to your credit, you, I you did. gave it the, a good college try. <laughs> we did one of the, we did the easy quest, which was fairly easy, and we did the hard quest, which was really hard. I survived. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you did fine. Yeah, um, stayed at the back. You shot at things with your gun. Uh, <laughs> with my, so what they call it again? Bow gun? Uh, the bow gun, yeah. Uh, at, at this point, you have tried all of the things that I think can help a, a someone who doesn't like Monster Hunter like Monster Hunter, and you still don't like it. Yeah. Which is fine. We've, yeah. we've done all we can now. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a lost cause. <laughs> Ship him off. We had you had to try the the third person shooter mode. We had to try the the beginner weapon. We had to try the fastest weapon with like the zero delay between inputs, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's fine. You yeah, don't like it, I you mean, don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. I never I never had a problem with you liking it or me not liking it. It's just it's just definitely not for me. It's it feels so old though. <laughs> sometimes just like hey how do i do this thing it's like well first you you push down these two buttons and then once you do that that's activated and now you hit this and like can't you tell what's going on through this little sub menu on the corner of your screen i'm like not really it's like <laughs> like yeah if i look i guess there are some prompts here but like the text is super small and it's it's not super well organized 
and yeah, it's it's fine. Like I mean, like it feels fine enough to play. I do. I, I, it does kind of bother me how there doesn't seem to be much impact on the monsters. Like I'm just I'm shooting into it, and it's like numbers are ticking off, and you can mount the monster apparently, and that looks pretty cool. But I never did that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Monster it's, Hunter. It's, um, you know, it, it, Monster Hunter at its core, I think, uh, comes from fighting games. Mm-hmm. There's there's like values that you learn about uh like you know what what attacks do stun and stagger a monster or what are sort of light attacks. And that's sort of the trade-off if you're playing like sword and shield or dual blades, the faster weapons is your attacks don't hit as hard and thus don't cause enough of like a reaction. And they're meant to be like big and imposing and, and not terribly vulnerable to you. Uh but uh yeah. I it, it's funny, I could see where you're coming from. Uh, and I, and I, after having played World of Warcraft, something that we talked about earlier, um, it, it, it's the experiences, the first experiences of both were kind of similar, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I, I think I'm just glad that we've we've walked you through everything we can. And, and and maybe helped you understand it a little better. <laughs> you've tried. You've tried every possible solution known to man, and still there is no cure for right. What ails me? <laughs> that mounting 8. system. That mounting system is actually uh, relatively new. Well, so they introduced mounting in four, which was just uh, if you do attacks that are in the air. Um, you know, you jump off of a ledge and you do an air attack or you use the bug staff, which lets you vault into the air. Um, then you build up a sort of mounting status ailment. And when you when it's built up to max, the monster is mountable and you just get on top of them. And it used to be you just like mash a button to stab them in the back repeatedly. Um, but you have to stop and and hold on, like hold hold on to the sprint button so that you like get a tighter grip if it starts like flailing and attacking. Um because if you uh, if you don't hold on, this meter will bar- burn down real fast, and it will throw you off. But if you successfully build up a separate meter and stab it enough times, then you knock it down. And if a monster is down, it's like free hits. Everyone just like runs in and wails on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what mounting used to be. Um, it got a little better better in world. They they like tried to do a little more to make it more. Um, interesting you could like move around on the monster while you were on top of it and if it was going to do an attack that would say ram its head into something if you were on the head you had to move onto the tail or onto the back um but this one they like completely redid it and they're like all right mounting's no longer very fun uh and what they came up with was monster writing so now what you do um (laughs) this ain't monster writer this is monster (laughs) hunter (laughs) <laughs> oh shit he's right um you get to uh control the monster for a little bit uh this is pretty cool because if two monsters happen to be in the same arena and one of them gets the other monster like starts fighting the other monster it'll build up the mount status really fast and then you can jump right on it and start controlling it and if it's the monster you're fighting that you can uh, just kind of get it to ram into a wall. But if it's another monster that just happens to be there, you can control that monster to attack the other monster. Hmm. And they did this whole thing where, like, if you do enough attacks, 
then you unlock uh, this ult- this finishing move where the monster you're riding gets to perform its ultimate attack on the on the monster that you're trying to kill. Uh, and it's really fun. <laughs> it looked fun I, watching it from a distance. You do it. Yeah. I, I, I like that system a lot. I may have definitely like gunned for it a bit too much. <laughs> like, no, I want to do it. I want to no, do it. It's I my favorite ride thing. the monster. <laughs> um, man. And on top of that, they made it so it wasn't just like aerial attacks. Aerial attacks still do build up that meter, but now it's all of your silkbind moves, which are the special moves. Um, they've put everything on for like the new wire bugs on ZL. So if your weapon's away, then ZL and the the attack buttons do different kinds of jumps and dashes. God, man, but the fucking controller scheme button layout is just <laughs> so just unintuitive. It's maybe a little archaic. I think they've had to build off of, you know, years of Monster Hunter, unfortunately. And like you were complaining about, this is something that I hear a lot. The uh, D-pad is all that could control menus. And, like, that's been from the beginning because they have to, like, let you be able to move around while the menu's open. Well, I get that. But, like, even, like on the start screen, though. Yeah, even on the start screen. Like, I think why? it's just, like, I think it's just, like, the, the, the games have been like that forever. This is how the engine works. And we can't go excuse. back and change it. I, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't think. I, I can't um, defend that one as much. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see. I, I, I doubt it's a technological limitation in the way that you're stating. Like, because I would assume. I, I'm saying I don't know. But sure, that would be sure. maybe one of my guesses is like it could be an engine thing. Yeah, um, I think I think it's more so a uh, a lineage, like a like kind of like a you know some some older dev just be like, this is all the ways the way we've done it, and why <laughs> would we change it? This is it's perfectly kinda, fine to use a D pad, and, and they kind of have to be like that, right? Just because it's such a storied uh, uh, franchise. No, Monster Hunter Stories is the other one. Uh, you're right, but. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, I feel like I don't know, it feels like anti-innovation. Like, I'm not one of these guys that's like innovation for innovation's sake, but I feel like, mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, game design uh, uh, motifs have, have moved away from like, you know, back in the day on the NES, like when you needed to start a game from the start screen, you had to specifically hit start and like right. you couldn't move up and down from the different choices on the start screen start did one thing and selected another thing and that's how you started <laughs> up the game and then we've moved past that to a point where it's like all right just hit a button to start the goddamn game like it doesn't just <laughs> hit any button any button just press a button right. um and i i think it's really stubborn to like stick to something that that runs counter to uh the assumptions a player has and i'm not saying mm-hmm. the player's always right but in something like that it's just so minor and it, it, it doesn't cr- feels weird it introduces friction where friction just doesn't need to exist yeah. and it, it it seems it's silly to me it would be it would be similar if like moving between the menus wasn't mapped to the stick or the d-pad it was it was mapped to like the shoulder buttons for some reason like something like that it's like yeah, yeah you, hit, you hit right shoulder to move up you'll hit left shoulder to move down it's like doesn't that make sense to you? I'm like, no, because literally every other modern video game teaches me something different. Something else. Yeah. I I, I get it. It's weird. It's weird. I, I want to say to its credit, in the full game, there's a really hefty controls options menu that lets, to cu- lets you customize a lot of it. And so there's like a, a couple things you can change. I think one of the things is you can move through the, the pause menus with the right stick if you oh, okay. want. 
Um, but they still don't relinquish control of the left stick. So I, that's what makes me think maybe it's an engine thing. Fucking like, I don't know. Dedicated. They're obsessed with that left stick. They're like, it's just a <laughs> Capcom developer chaining himself to the left Joy-Cons. Like, no one can touch this. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's, um, it, there, there's some archaicness for sure. And I had my brother <laughs> when I was trying to, my brother likes Monster Hunter. I've gotten him into like the 3DS games. He skipped World because he didn't feel like he had a good enough PC for it. Um, but I've been like convincing him to get Rise and and he did. But uh, when he was talking about it, he was like, yeah, I was having a conversation with a friend and he made this point about how Monster Hunter never seems to be getting better. It just seems to be getting less worse with every iteration. <laughs> yeah, like that That seems to be like Monster Hunter. I think so many people got into Monster Hunter uh, 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 World World because like it was like still very uh, it was the it was the most it was the least most unintuitive right like it was like right like it's they're, they're still working at a deficit in terms of like you know user experience but and and they're slowly getting to like net zero and then maybe one day they'll break past that point but like they're still working <laughs> towards that and i feel like like the big breaking point for a lot of people for for world was like their multiplayer stuff i heard yeah, like that was still pretty rough um like making groups and all that was a nightmare from what i heard i and and rise is dealing with an issue now where it's it's content is is kind of lackluster um i think world came out with like 50 monsters generations had 80 at launch and rise has 30 something like 36 wow it's the, it's the mo it's the mohun monhun exit mon mon exit mahun exit <laughs> i think yeah uh i i think it's just like they had they wanted to get it out really bad and uh like world they can now now they have a perfect system where they can just release content updates with more monsters and more stuff. And that's what they're going to do. Like they've already announced uh, next Tuesday, we're doing a whole Monster Hunter Direct with like what updates are coming, what monsters are coming. Uh, but it launched a little, a little bare bones. Hmm. Um, I That all said, Monster Hunter is a huge following. It, it's It's funny how bad it is compared to like the standardization of other video games and yet how much people love it how much people like talk about how addicting it is yeah. how, how you know, they can't get enough and i'm one of them <laughs> these poor souls <laughs> <laughs> may, may they it's, one day find peace i think it's a good game for making your own goals because you see like the sets that unlock the new armors the new weapons um the new possibilities Every time you, you beat a monster, there's like another thing available in the shop that's like, oh, now we can make this. You can get the parts to make this thing. And then you're like, oh, I want that. I want that. I want that. You're like building a wish list. And you're like, oh, so I have to do this. I have to do this. And like, it's like Minecraft, where as long as you have a project, you have a reason to keep coming back. And Monster Hunter is very, very, very good at that loop. Yeah. It also seems like a good like chat room game. Like, hey, oh, yeah. you can just wail on these dudes. And like maybe there's one person being the driver, like to figuring out like where we need to go and what the objective is. And then everyone else can just kind of like fuck around and, and find and there's out. Some, and there's some really hard hunts uh, that um, require a little more coordination. But yeah, especially in like early game, it's it's a very friendly atmosphere. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. 
All that's right. one Monster Hunter Rise. I'm loving it. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, not so much. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, Monster Hunter Rise. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Uh, you've still been... I'm impressed that you're still plugging away at Together B&B. <laughs> Alex. I, had to, I had to finish it. <laughs> you had to finish what there was because it's still an early yeah. access game. So still an early access. Um, when I hit a certain point, a window popped up that was straight up like, "This is all the content we have. Uh, enjoy." <laughs> God, what what was that one game that like gained infamy for doing that? Where it's like the game just ended in like a hallway, and it was like the game was like only halfway done, but there was just like a window that popped up. It's like, hey, like. This is all we made, and it was like super misleading because they didn't like make any sort of indication that only half the game was available or something. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. I think it was like an Asian no developed Asia developed game. Uh, you said like hallway, and my first thought was PT. No, I mean, it's, which it's is kind like, of true. <laughs> the game doesn't take place in a hallway. Like the game ends okay. with you like walking down this hallway, and there's like a door at the end, and then you hit like interact with the door, and then like a just a text window pops up and says like, "Thanks for playing <laughs> half of our game." Oh man, I'll no, try looking it up this. later. Um, okay, but yeah, uh, together B and B. So hit what, that wall. So what kind <laughs> of what? So what? What? What new things have you done in the, the wonderful world of? together bb what have what have you discovered since our last outing it continued to be very hilarious okay. um i <laughs> there's uh uh where we left off there's a, when last we met our heroes right <laughs> um there's supposedly this goal that's like hey go to a random house i had to look it up because the game has, gives you no direction. I had assumed one of the girls going like, wow, there's lots of weird places out here was like the one direction they gave you. So I spent a long amount of time going between various abandoned houses that are scattered all over the map and finding nothing. Uh, and then the game crashed. Oh, good. So I, so I reloaded my save and I just went, all right, whatever. This is fine. I just went to bed. Um, and then I woke up and you get a text from one of the guys who moved into the B&B, the only male character who moved into the B&B. Uh, and he's like, hey, some guy showed up and said, go to this house at the far east of the map and uh, there should be something there for you. Like, okay, fine. Um, did that. You get this thing called the bio detector. It's Of course. The biological detector. What every good bed and breakfast knees right it sits on like a box out front of this abandoned house as soon as you pick it up you get attacked by this pitch black dog with glowing red eyes it's kind of terrifying i mean it literally like just bursts out of the front door of the home and lunges <laughs> at you and it's like the one time this gear this game surprised me uh it goes ah me. it's resident evil now bitch ah um you kill this dog wolf thing uh you get its fur and then you get the bio detector which you can turn on and it puts a dot on your screen for every uh little animal that's nearby and then that's when the game pops up and says like this is all we have um (laughs) thank you for coming yeah um the goal at this point is to shoot animal collect hide (laughs) eat hot chip eat hot chip and lie um sell hide to firearms guy 
so that you may purchase items to give to these women in order to gain their favor because you unlock quote unquote mini games with them is unfortunately just a pick what outfit they wear. So you can make them wear their swimsuits around the house if that's your thing. Uh, the group I was streaming to demanded that the first person I unlock this for is the guy. Um, so <laughs> we had him walking around the whole place in just his speedo for oh, a while. Okay. It was I was perfect. hoping you would also equip him with a bikini. <laughs> I wish. Which would have been very good. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Um, also, like all the gifts you can give them. You can give them basically anything from that gas station gift store. That that equates to fairly large amounts of positive, uh, I don't know, uh, favor. That's Rep. what we're talking about. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Um, anything from the grocery store is like much less, but it still counts. You can give them like, you know, drinks or, or snacks or something. They like it. You can give them bago. Uh, love a good bago. Love a good bago. Um... I at this point was under the impression that basically anything you could buy would serve as a as a decent gift. Uh, so the next thing I bought was twenty cans of paint thinner <laughs> from the gun store, <laughs> <laughs> and I just I I no one wanted my paint thinner. It's a shame. <laughs> I I don't understand why it's in the game because I I was trying to like give them. Like, no one wants paint thinner. This is a great gift. Have you not seen the master? Joaquin Phoenix makes an excellent cocktail using paint thinner. Everyone, (laughs) multiple uses for paint thinner. I I please anyone, please accept this paint thinner. You like paint thinner, right? I I have so much paint thinner. (laughs) I'm carrying around 20 cans of paint thinner. Mm -hmm. And I need someone to take it off (laughs) me. Please, someone help me balance my budget. My family is dying. (laughs) They only Uh, have paint thinner. Oh, I also bought the assault rifle from the gun store. The only other gun you can buy. And um, my favorite thing that we discovered about that is it has infinite ammo, but it also has a reload. So just just like your pistol. I well, no, sorry. The pistol has infinite ammo and you have to reload it after 12 shots. 12 shots. It's out. You have to reload it. The assault rifle never stops firing, but you can reload it. But you can also reload it if you want to. Great. It's not required ever, but it's an option. We held that left mouse button down for like five minutes. It never ran out of bullets. It just never stopped firing. It's incredible. What were you shooting at? Just like a tree? Yeah. I was just like on the roof of the of the pool house and just shooting it at the ground. And I was like, wait a minute. God. Like, I just wanted to see how many bullets it was. And ever, like somebody was talking about something else. And I was just like, wait a minute, guys, I've been holding this for so long. <laughs> it's incredible. Infinite bullets. <laughs> well, you've done it. You've you've beat together B&B as far as you can. As far as I can, until they release more, I guess. Well, great. Um, I've been playing some games. You have. I have. Uh, let's get this one out of the way, just because like, it's, it's very short. It's very sweet. Uh, I played the game Twerk Hero. Alex, I think you did too. From from one little Nas X. From Lil Nas X from his uh his based off of his new music video for his song. I don't know the name of the song. I know it involves uh, hell. Call me by your name. Is that what's called? Montero. Yeah. Um 
and it's uh kind of what you'd assume you uh you play as little nas x in hell and he has to shake that booty and you have to shake that booty in you basically have the ddr arrows but instead of them like going up towards like a note highway they're coming towards the center where little nas x's butt is and you have to shake his butt and slam his cheeks into whichever arrow, whichever arrow is the closest. And it's like a, they made it in unity. It's a unity browser game. It runs on your phone, runs on your PC. Go check it out. Go twerk as, as far as you can. It's, it's like they, it's limited time. Like, like every level is timed and so your goal is to like try to get a perfect run, try to get I don't know fifty arrows out of fifty, and you're you're scored on that. And it's it's good. You haven't gotten to the best part. Oh, of course. And there's great jiggle physics on on the butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that is that is a special game. It's fun. We are we are. I feel like this year more than other years, we are amassing a collection of just like wild and ridiculous experiential experimental games between like this and crow's developers conference and what we played in the past uh trying to think the uh, uh, uh the haunted ps1 yes the haunted demo PS, disc the demo which disc. i have played more of oh, yeah? i forgot to write it down here but uh, i i have a few more demos from that under my belt now well, that's good what do you what do you think of it now I still love it. I, I mean, it's it's gonna be hard for that that whole disc to be bad because it's like twenty five demos of pretty quality stuff, but only one disc. But only one disc. Only one only disc. One one like five gigabyte disc. And also, like, um, I was just looking at it. What was it? Oh, Stinko Man, the Stinko oh, Man yeah. update. Yeah, which I still haven't played. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. If you like Mega Man, if you like old school Mega Man. Well, I don't, but I love Stinko Man. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> I like Mega Man Legends. Yeah, yeah, of course you do. <laughs> um, and then I played uh, this new game that came out called Say No More. Say No More. Say No More. more. Yeah. <laughs> more frequently. Yes. <sighs> Please deny more frequently. Um... Which has been advertised for a little bit. I think it's been on a couple like Indie Worlds, Nintendo Directs, something or other. It's a very it basic premise. It's like an auto runner uh, where you play as this like bottom of the totem pole intern at like a giant conglomerate. And your only interaction is to say no to people. Right. So it'll just be like running around the office. And it's like a very... They're not like Roblox characters, but they're like kind of in that style or like Lego-y where it's like I, they're, very They're like blocky. low poly, chunky. Yeah, but I, not low I, poly I, in a way, way that like... more quality than a Roblox character. Sure, but not low blocky, uh, not low poly in the sense of like uh, a Mega Man Legends because it's like literally like cube, cube, cube. Hmm. Um, and then like the, the face is just a texture on top of uh, the cube. But yeah, there's some like the hands are like 
more finely modeled than like just being giant bricks or something um yeah. it's a nice style right. but like you just run around and someone will run up to you be like intern make me a cup of coffee and you'll go no he's like ah and they'll like <laughs> fall over intern copy these papers no oh no oh, yeah <laughs> um it's wonderful it's fun it's a little one note i, I mean i have that one note being no sure the no notes um i haven't beaten it and you unlock like more styles of no's so at first you just start with a no just a regular no and then you get mm-hmm. like a uh i think what they call a cold no so you like go like no <laughs> and then you get like a quiet no which is like no and then nice. like the last one you get is like uh i forget what they call it. they call it like a silly no or a wacky no but your character just goes no <laughs> And the problem with all of that is that, like, there's no, you could build, like, a very basic but interesting puzzle out of that. Or you could just be like, oh, okay, depending on, like, who I'm interacting with determines, like, which one of these I have to use. And then you have, like, other interactions. Or you could charge up the nose as well. So you can charge it up and it'll be more powerful. And some enemies, enemies, I say it like that, like, they're your coworkers. Um some of them like require like a charged up no to like have any effect um you also have like these kind of like passive aggressive things that you can do to them before you uh say no so like if they're talking you can go you can do a nod and it'll be like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it'll make them stop people like are you are you actually listening to me or are you just nodding or like you can like start laughing be like ah ha 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 i was like why are you laughing at me or there's like a slow clap <laughs> So you just like start slowly clapping at them while they're talking. Um, But it just, it doesn't, it doesn't add much to like, it doesn't change anything. So it's like, it it makes your interactions feel very uh, kind of um, lifeless. Yeah. Cause all you can, cause at the end of the day, you're still going to be saying no, except there are some people where you're supposed to not say no to, like there's like a guy that keeps showing up in every chapter and he just jumps in front of you and goes staring contest and he just looks at you and then there's like a telltale style like meter that ticks down and you're supposed to just like not do anything while it ticks down all the way and at the end he's like oh i lose i blinked um <laughs> but there's no real indication of like which people you're supposed to not say no to and which ones you are supposed to say no to mm-hmm. and and it and it changes some of the dialogue and you know changes i would assume you know some of the results you get and i don't know it just felt like a game that had like a really cute and clever premise that needed more time in the oven that needed like kind of like a a, a designer like a dedicated design to like look at it all and be like all right like you have a, you have a you have the kernel of a really good idea here how can we like make it so the player feels more agency and power in this I see. I I should point out on their website, it's listed as the world's first NPG or no playing game. Good, 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 good. Yeah, and it's fun, and the humor is really good. Um, I really like the style. They kind of like when characters talk. They, I don't think I've seen this in a lot of games. The only game I remember this style of like idle talking animation from is the second Lego Island game where when the characters mm. talk, they're like shoulders rock back and forth. Like they just take the whole model and just kind of like rock them back and forth over the ground to like emulate a, a form of like, 
you know, full body kind of gesturing. And it's really good, but it immediately makes me think of Lego Island 2. And I think that's the only game I've ever saw that kind of animation style done in done like that before this. Um, I like that a lot. It's good. It's yeah. fun. It's 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 like it like it, it just runs out of steam too quick and I wish it just had more to like keep me going because I like there's a lot to enjoy there. Um like there's like an underlying thread of like you're the intern, so you're not supposed to. You, you have to say yes to everyone, and like your the the game starts with your roommate being like, "Hey, I'm not gonna be able to cover the rent again this month. Can you cover it for me?" But you're too afraid to say no, so you don't say anything. He's like, "Oh, great. Also, I made you a lunch for your first day of work because your first day starting at this place." And he gives you like this special like unicorn lunchbox, and then like <laughs> your first interaction with your supervisor, he takes your lunchbox from you because he's like hey i forgot my lunch today he was like can i have yours and you're too timid to say no so he's like thanks and he takes it and walks away oh my gosh and you like work in like this shitty like uh like broom closet as your as your cubicle and while you're in there like a old cassette player like falls from like an overhanging shelf and has like this motivational tape in it and there's like this really buff dude and he's like i'm gonna teach <laughs> you to say no you should say no to everyone and like that's how the game starts is so you're just like you have these over the ear headphones on you're running around shouting no at everyone and it's fun I like it. it's kooky it's got a lot of character and style it just i wish there was more yeah i see that yeah i'm gonna have to give that one a shot i love the style yeah, it's like fifteen bucks on on Switch, and yeah, is it on Apple Arcade? Their website says iOS. Oh, it might be. Man, why didn't I get it there then? Perhaps. God, perhaps s- that's s- what I should do. Stupid Dylan, stupid. <laughs> You're so <laughs> stupid, Dylan. I'm gonna look right now. Um, have you been playing anything else? Uh, not much outside of the haunted PS1 demo disc, and um, yesterday. Over this week, for some reason, I had a weird hankering to play Wind Waker. Ah, uh, legally, of course. Of course. <laughs> I've already bought that game. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> however, I play it now. It's none of your business. Um, I, I, I mean, yeah, of course, obviously, legally. Don't sue to- me, Nintendo. Totally legally. Um, yeah. What was I going with this? Wind Waker. Wind Waker. Yeah, so I started replaying that, and it is still great. A little, uh, a little wonky in that I didn't know that the the camera controls are left and right inverted. <laughs> I didn't remember that. Oh, geez. <laughs> Luckily, thanks to the power of emulation, I can swap those. Um, again, perfectly legally. Uh, <laughs> legally emulated. Yes. I got I got the registered, the licensed Nintendo emulation. <laughs> um, and uh, I last night I just played it a little bit, so I just got to Dragon Roost. But um, I've been having fun just kind of replaying through that one. If if I had to pick, that might be my favorite Zelda. Well, it's definitely a core of Zelda, as we can it's definitely agree. a core of Zelda. Unlike as, as all of Cap, them are. Unlike Minish Cap or. Oracle of Seasons or Ages. All of them. Spirit all Tracks. Zeldas. These are non-Core Zeldas, as for, we've all come to agree. Look for an article on Core Zeldas coming at you at some point. I don't know. Yeah, maybe 12 a month. months. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, it is not 
Say No More is not part of Apple Arcade. It is available uh, on iOS for $6. I think if it is on Apple Arcade, they specifically have to say that because I think they have like a different banner for sites. That's probably right. Um, yeah, $6 on iOS, $15 on Switch. Check it out. Draw your own conclusions on what you think. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of phone games, I have been playing a bunch of phone games uh, of of late. For the past years... Playing, oh, go ahead. I've been playing one phone game as yeah. of late. Yeah? <laughs> Is it the same phone game? Is it the same phone game as ever? Just more Brawl Stars? <laughs> Just more Brawl Stars. I feel I'm like stopped. We, we've been pretty bad about talking about all of the mobile games that we've been playing a lot of the past year because I've been playing Hold Down for probably a good... 10 to 12 months at this point have you yeah what's hold down like uh do you like breakout no do you like Downwell? yeah what if Downwell was breakout that could be good yeah welcome to hold down okay all right um you you have balls you shoot the balls at these kind of like uh dr mario style pills and each of the pills takes a certain number of hits to be destroyed. Certain pills, if you destroy the pill underneath it, will immediately be destroyed. Other pills, you have to destroy that pill in particular to be destroyed. Every time you get a certain number of hits, um, you get an extra ball. Um, some of the levels are finite. And at the end of it, you have like this giant meteor that you have to destroy. Um, other levels are infinite, and they want to see how far deep uh down you can drill um some levels you have limited number of hits like number of times you can throw the balls and other times you have infinite ones and there's like a whole upgrade path tree to to do it it's really good it's by the people that made rim capsule i've never played rim capsule i know people that like that game but it's that styling's not really for me this is a very uh sleek modern looking game um there's like a little wormy dude that sits in the bottom right hand corner of the screen all the time that like kind of swears left and right and when you click on him he says inspirational stuff like eat your vegetables or whatever (laughs) um and that's the only purpose he serves outside of i guess being the main character or the mascot or something um but yeah it's 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 one of those games where if i have any free time i just go into the infinite mode and try to see how how far i can get yeah all right in the similar style of like a threes, uh, which I've also been playing. I've been playing some threes. Perhaps you've heard of threes. I might have heard of threes. Um, perhaps you've heard of twenty forty eight. What uh, the the dark link to threes's link. Um, <laughs> so they so Apple Arcade, I guess, in running out of games to publish, has decided to go back into their enormous back catalog of super popular like editor's choice games and bring back a bunch of games to Apple Arcade uh, free to download that were previously like purchase only. So Hmm. there's, and so there's like the chess app that's associated with chess.com is now available via Apple Arcade and it's called chess plus there's threes is on there. It's called threes exclamation point plus Um, there's a bunch of other games. So like if there's been a bunch of iOS games in the past, you've really wanted, but you never bought because 
who wants to pay for apps? Am I right? Um, but you have Apple Arcade or Apple One or any other subscriptions like that that include Apple Arcade. You can just go into Apple Arcade and there's a huge list of like, I forget what they call them. They call them like Apple Arcade Classics or App Store Game Classics or Best of or something like that. And there's a bunch yeah. you can download. Um, so maybe cut the ropes on there. I don't know. I'm making guesses now. <laughs> um, See, so yeah, I've been playing threes. And as someone that was a uh, poor college kid when threes came out and would constantly heard about the glory that was threes, but never played it and uh, always played 2048 instead because that was free. Right. Um, I also heard no ends to the 2048 versus threes debacle. And I mean, in a lot of ways, they're similar. In a lot of ways, they're different. I mean, threes, you start with twos and ones. You have to combine them. Um, the way the numbers spawn is a little different and where they spawn. Like threes tells you what number you're about to get next, whereas 2048, mm. it's completely random. You have no idea what you're going to get next. But in 2048, you're also combining only even numbers because they're all base two. Right. Um, so you combine twos to make fours and fours to make eights and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and yeah, I think threes is fun. I think threes is a lot harder than 2048. 2048, you can kind of like juke really easily and like figure out the the kind of game-breaking way to like just kind of be playing it ad infinitum. Whereas if you don't if you don't think before you swipe which direction you're going to swipe in threes, you can really easily mess yourself up. So there have been times where just like, oh, I'm, I'm going to a good click and then I like make one false move. It's like, oh, game's over. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Well, that was fun, I guess. Um, <laughs> which actually I feel like is not in Threes' favor um, because it, it, it lacks that kind of like airiness, that like frictionless quality that I sometimes look for mm-hmm. in my mobile games. Um, and then the last mobile game I've been playing like for literally maybe a year, like since it came out, is uh, Golfing on Mars. Are you familiar with Golfing on Mars, Alex, or Desert Golfing? I believe I tried some golfing on Mars. What did you have any thoughts on golfing on Mars? I feel like all these golf games get kind of frustrating. <laughs> why is that? Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. I either I don't have the patience or I don't have the skill or both. Um and uh I I just get very frustrated at them. <laughs> That's interesting. I I never I never really thought like uh, I guess for des- uh, golfing on Mars in particular uh it never really seemed like a game of skill. Like, I mean, like you have to properly guess angles, but it's so forgiving in terms of like, I just keep hitting the ball. Like if you mess up, just hit it again. <laughs> you should not get yeah, that impression. But then the game's all like, oh, you didn't, you didn't do it at enough tries. It's golf. It's rude. It never says that. There's no par. I, maybe I'm thinking of a different golf game then. This I is know. here. I definitely, here's, I played like two or three recently and like all of them was just like, yeah, Oh, I'm it's sorry. This, it's golf on Mars, not golfing on Mars. Ah, uh, well, the, now you've done it. But the previous game is called Desert Golfing. Okay. So, uh, this one. 2D, very simple. Try this one before. This is golf on Mars. Okay. Uh, no, but I think the one of the ones I've played is very similar. Yeah, so Golf on Mars So is the sequel to Desert Golfing. I never played Desert Golfing. Desert Golfing, another mobile game. I heard nothing but praise for very simple 2D you know, golf simulator game. 
Golf on Mars, I think they mess with the physics a little bit, given that it's on mm-hmm. Mars. Um, low gravity, baby. Yeah, it's not super low. Like, it's not like playing well, golf. What's the point? Well, um, it's not like playing golf on the moon low. It's like you can feel a little bit. Or like, the you know, when it hits the ground, it bounces more than mm-hmm. it, it would. Um, and it's all procedurally generated, from what I understand. And for like the first hundred holes, it just looks like this. It just yeah. it just looks like like endless red desert. Here's the next hole. Try to get it in. Get arc your shots properly, and then like maybe after a hundred, hundred fifty holes, there's like a lone cactus or like a cloud, and you're like, "What the fuck's up with that? That hasn't been there before." And then like you hit your ball, and the ball hits the cactus, and it sticks to it. And you're like, "Huh?" Like there's there's some stuff here, or like there'll be like a little pond. If the ball hits the side of the pond, it immediately stops like whatever like friction or bouncing it has and just kind of like rolls through the water. Mm. Um, And it's just it's a very it's just, again, one of those like very light frictionless mobile games that I'm always looking for that just like I can I can slip in and out of it easily. Like it doesn't there's not like a lot of like it doesn't take up a lot of headspace. Um like when I need like five or 10 minutes to just like play a game or whatever, this, this is nice. Um, and I mean, I, I mean, I think I'm on like 400 holes in or something. Let me see where I'm at. And, and so it doesn't, it doesn't like, and it tracks the number of shots you've taken. Um, but it tracks it in a cumulative amount. So it's not like, Oh, I did four shots on hole three and then eight shots on hole four. It's like, you've swung, 2000 times in the 400 holes that you've played in this game. Uh, yeah. So right now I'm on hole 671 and I have taken 2,209 swings at the ball, um, which I think averages out to like a par, an average par of like four or five. Um, and that's, what's really satisfying about the game is that you'll have a hole where you'll like, uh, take, like 20 swings to get into the hole and you're like fuck and then it'll show you the next one and you'll and 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 every time you get it into the hole the hole then flattens out like the little platform raises out of the hole and so mm-hmm. you're starting on level ground yeah and then you'll take the next swing and you just arc it perfectly so it just flies through the air and just dunks right into the next hole and it's a hole in one and you're like fuck yeah I'm a master <laughs> I'm I'm a golfing prodigy suck it tiger woods you know, I'm the I'm the best that's ever lived, and that's what's really satisfying about that game. Um, and you okay. know, it's it's a golf game. I like golf games. What can I say? I'm easy. I'm easy. <laughs> you, like, you like your golf? I'm easy, like Sunday morning. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I've been playing that since it came out, which was sometime next year or sometime last year. Um, and haven't talked about it until right now. So yeah. Well, there you go. That's golf that, on Mars. That's golf on Mars. That's golf on Mars, baby. You had actually, act, uh, not too long ago, played some more Brawl Stars together. It had been a while. We did. Uh, it didn't go very well. <laughs> yeah, we needed to, it was you, me, and Jeff. And I think we just needed to be a little bit more cohesive. Um, I Probably. Forget, I forget how much, you know, mind space was, that game takes up. Yeah, it was also... Um, fairly rocky balance wise when we played yeah uh and i've been following it 
pretty closely. Brawl Stars is basically my new Overwatch at this point. Wow. Um, Jeff so Kaplan like, going to Supercell. I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, been like keeping up with that community and, and, and like reading the competitive write-ups and whatnot. And uh, yeah, when, when we decided to play, uh, there were two characters who were just broken and uh, they, they were getting a lot of playtime and a lot of other fairly overpowered guys and we just kept running into them uh but other than that still very enjoyable still getting better with every update i feel yeah um brawl stars another game i played a shit ton i think like first half of last year that I didn't really talk about and i don't know i think I, I, th- I hit a wall somewhere as soon as i stopped playing you started playing again like i was yeah. playing during the time that you were taking a break and then you started ta- started playing around the time i started taking a break um Right. So that one time I like just turned on the app for funsies, you were be like, Dylan, join our game. Like, let's get a let's get a three stack. Let's get going. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and like there's there was a funny uh trophy thing happening where I think I was like at eight thousand and you stopped around ten thousand and now yeah. I'm at sixteen thousand. <laughs> yeah. I'm almost to Jeff, who's at seventeen still. I'm 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 too tired to get competitive with with that in particular to go back to the climb yeah <laughs> so so many trophies well you're at ten thousand, so i think you have uh Stu, who was the most recent broken guy who now isn't as broken anymore which but. one's Stu? um so he's the latest trophy road brawler he's a new assassin um because he does a lot of damage and has has pretty decent mobility his his quirk is one shot will fill his super if he connects. Wow. Um, and his super is a very short-range dash, so he can sort of change chain dashes and shots together to cover distance. Uh, and his dash leaves behind a fire trail, and if it hits you, it does like an interrupt. So if you're in the middle of a long wind-up animation, like, say, any of Frank's attacks, he just shuts down Frank. <laughs> wow. Uh, it looks like, a, like Evil Knievel. Right. Yeah, he's a test test robot. Um, I think his think the growing the going theory is his name stands for Star Park Test Unit. Mm. He's like a crash test dummy turned evil Knievel stunt stunt bot lore, huh? Brawl lore. Stars lore. There is a fair amount of it, and it gets kind of wild. I've been enjoying that. Uh, and now they're doing a a Wild West theme for the latest pass. With this new sniper lady coming, mm. uh, she's she's the the new chromatic brawler as it is. Sniper lady, what happened to uh, the piper? I got a sniper lady. So yeah, well we have like two or three at this point, right? Um, well, sniper ladies in particular, right? There's there's piper and there's B or like the two de facto oh, snipers. Yeah. Um, and then this one, her attack works a little bit like Jesse's. Uh. So she's got a long range electric attack that will sort of st- stick to your character. Um, and it's got a burnout or, or like a. It'll stick to you for a few seconds. If any other enemies come close to you within those seconds, it'll jump off of you and onto them. Hmm. And as long as you stay close together, it'll keep jumping and doing damage every time it does. Uh, but if you like spread far apart enough then it will fizzle out and not jump anywhere interesting yeah yeah uh i think i think what's keeping me away from checking brawl stars out again is that 
that trophy climb. Like I, 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 I just don't want to get competitive with it. And I know I would the second <laughs> I booted that game up. So I'd rather stick to something with way lower stakes. I have been enjoying just unlocking all the characters. Yeah. Like, ha- having a full roster is, has been a lot of fun. And I'm yeah. now at the point where I basically every every time a new brawler comes out. I mean, if they're on the brawl pass, it takes me a little while because I have to like build up the uh the tokens to get to their tier but um if they're like a box brawler because i have all of them and it's been so long since i've unlocked a brawler the game's like oh you're up for a new one and like just gives it to me <laughs> pretty quickly it's pretty good yeah it's yeah nice. i think of the original set like since they like started doing the new chromatic brawler stuff i think the only one i'm missing is mortis oh i think maybe like another one but I, i'm pretty sure it's just mortis and then whatever it's new a, ones they've announced. Right. It's uh it's still a good time. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's 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 the best mobile game that encaptures a like full console experience. Yeah. In terms of Absolutely. like multiplayer action. And builds it as a you know, with with regards to it being a mobile game, perfectly understands what concessions needed to be made. Yeah. Very uh, very I worry, slick, very smart. I worry about how fast they're releasing new characters, just how much it's been shaking things up. Mm-hmm. But uh, like from a meta, other than that, yeah, it's like it, it never has a time to settle down. It never has like no one really has a moment to catch their breath, and then like here comes a new like factor that changes up everything. And uh, man, <laughs> I'm also worried from like a developmental uh, perspective because like. I mean, I don't know how big Supercell is. Like, most of these mobile studios have, like, teams of hundreds, usually. So maybe mm-hmm. they just have a giant studio. Um, I mean, shoot. It's probably a decent amount of work to create a whole new hero. It's, like, all the modeling and, like, balancing and... Animation designing. and voice acting. Because yeah. they're all fully voiced. Yeah. It's pretty wild. <laughs> Only real fans remember when... Uh, 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 who's the the cap who's the pirate robot oh daryl everyone Darryl remembers used to have no voice. had no voice <laughs> i preferred him without a voice there's a couple brawlers that like when they gave him voices like uh they're ruined yeah i was like who the <laughs> fuck's this asshole what do they do to daryl uh i'm glad they at least are saying like we're gonna keep spike uh mute because mm. i i think his he's kind of cool as, as a mute um which is weird because like- he had a voice in the like first commercial for brawl stars did he yeah are you thinking of paco no no no. i'm pretty sure spike was said something the cactus right yeah i don't pretty think sure. he does well I'm to look this up. i think you're wrong okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah i think that's all the games i've been playing cool uh let's say we wrap it up then okay you sure <laughs> as long as you know i i will have a little bit of a rejoice real quick uh as discord is not going to get acquired oh, by right. anyone anytime soon yeah they're gonna go the the ipo direction apparently oh um, are they well yeah oh i mean like those are the two end states for any company right it's like you're either gonna get the goal is either to be acquired or to become public and mm. only in rare occurrences does a company choose not to do either of those things like a valve 
or mm-hmm. an epic i mean i mean i guess it's more common in games for companies not to go public because it's not you know the industry dynamics are a little different um but yeah it's uh i don't know i i, I was thinking more and more about whenever i eventually get another console i just i really want some sort of solution that just instantly connects me to people on pc like i don't want to have to fucking use you know fortnite's crossplay in-game chat <laughs> or whatever game like they're fine it's just it's not what i want to do i like i have a friends list on discord it works it's it, it is it is mostly platform agnostic um i message a lot of friends solely through discord nowadays just um, integrate discord into consoles already yeah they should do like, that yeah. but without without needing to own them but i think it's i think it'd be tricky business to convince a platform holder to do that kind of thing because i think it's just you know they they want that they want whatever privilege or access comes with being the 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 provider of of you know community management but like sony's solutions have always sucked i don't know if they're any better on ps5 but they weren't great on ps4 and that's the best Mm -hmm. they've ever been um microsoft's have historically been really good like their party their grouping and party chat and all that stuff on like the 360 was always really good i don't know if it changed at all during the xbox one era because i never played on xbox one don't know what it's like on series s or x um but yeah i think uh they just look it's there it's like it's just just do it just do it just Let's like it. just integrate discord just just do it like don't try to create your own solution don't try to make any sort of like discord killer or competitor just integrate it and just yeah like let everyone be happy and just integrate it and if like i don't know if discord fizzles out whatever like like y- y'all work so hard in the days of like when social media was like really big to have your stupid like dedicated facebook and twitter apps on on xbox like and what did people fucking do with those fucking nothing so like just (laughs) fucking integrate discord make those partnerships happen it's uh i don't know i think i'm just i i I ultimately it's probably a good thing it's not getting bought out and that's that's sort of my (laughs) takeaway is i'm just glad i'm not gonna have to watch discord become the next skype (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Everyone loves Skype. Uh, Skype's a household name. Everyone talks about Skype and how much they hate it. (laughs) (laughs) And the just think some alternate future where like Skype actually improved over time and and Zoom never had a chance in the year of COVID because everyone was already using Skype. Yeah. Oh, wild. All right. Well, where can people find you, Alex? If not on Discord, what's your Discord ID? Give it to me right now, and I'll. We'll put it in God. the dude. Uh, Godan number seven no, six nine. Don't do that. Oh, that was a okay. joke. Don't do that. Well, look, people already know I'm Godan everywhere, so it's it's Godan. But I'm not giving you the numbers. <laughs> That's for yourself to figure out. We're gonna do an <laughs> ARG. You're gonna have to come to Richmond, Virginia. We're gonna scatter numbers all over the city if you find the the, the geocaches with the numbers located you can then have the opportunity to be alex's best friend <laughs> on discord 
otherwise, you can just yell at me and the other public forum I'm a part of. That's Twitter. Um, at G-H-O-D-A-N with an underscore. That's Godan with an underscore. Awesome. And if you want to talk to me and shout at me, you can find me on Twitter at Dylan Lavento. And if you like this podcast and want to listen to any of our other podcasts, you can find them at word-games.com or on Twitter at wordvideogames or wherever podcasts are sold. Just search Wordcast. Alex, I'll catch you next time. And I'll be there. Bye. Bye.